So I did something different this week. I posted on uh, you know Facebook and shared it, and that's for. You know, there's people to share it and then add some questions on there. Big shout out to Jeremy Nichols and your mother, Miss Angeline. But start off, Jeremy Nichols had a question. He says, what's the culture like in the practice room and how does it bring the team together? Um, It's more of a, I feel like, kind of aggressive. Like, we all want to push each other to be better. Right. Because, like, you know, yeah, we did just win a state championship, but, like, I feel like we still got to, like, there's still teams out there that, like, last year we did lose to Marlowe. I'm like, we want to beat teams like that. That are good and just we always want to push each other to be better so like we all have like a really competitive spirits i feel like and we all just want to push each other make each other better yeah it's an aggressive practice room i would definitely say that coach baker due to the circumstances of the extended football season you didn't get in here until later what's something you noticed off the bat some amount of kids i was like uh that first day i walked in there i was like where did all these kids come from like it in the room is full and then you just uh, sit and watch and, and watch practice. And as you watch it, it's not a bunch of kids just trying to find some place to go and jacking around. I mean, all our kids from, from our high skill level to, to low skill level, uh, you know, beginners, are they're, they're in here banging and working. And so, uh, you know, it's a competitive room and, and um, guys go get after it. There's some good problems to have. You know, trying to find mass space is, is a good problem to have, I think, in my opinion. So... No, that was probably the biggest thing was just the amount of kids that we have in here, just just trying to trying to be a part of wrestling, trying trying to uh, you know feel their way through it. So, here's a question from your mom. She asked, like, what's one of your most memorable matches? Um, you know, I got a few. I feel like, but my, probably my favorite one, probably dual state that finals uh, that finals because that kid beat me earlier in the season. And he was, like, ranked a lot higher than me, and it was kind of more of, like, an upset, I feel like. And just going out there, and I kind of manhandled him, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I worked him pretty good. He beat you at the Big Four tournament, yeah, correct? Yeah, which wasn't that – I mean, it wasn't that long. It was, like, maybe, like, a month before that. And then I did go on and beat him at State again, but, like, that was a little bit more – I was kind of behind in that situation, and then I pinned him. But that's probably, like, one of my more favorite ones that I've won. Is there one that points out to y'all? One of Jack's matches? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you throw a dart at a board of all of Jack's matches, you're going to hit one that had something interesting happen in it. Uh, yeah, that dual state one was huge, but the one at Cushing, he was getting <laughs> drummed. I mean, 14, drummed. About, to 14 get tech, about to get teched. And he hit some Jack Angeli stuff and pins like a really good kid. Man, he got uh, placed at State at 3A. He what? He got placed at 3A State. Yeah, he was tough. I knew he was a good kid. He'd won junior high state like the previous year before, and uh, he was beating Jack like a stepchild, and then Jack – Came around and put it on him afterwards and uh, pinned him. Right where I wanted him. Right where you wanted uh-huh. him. That one's good. The one where I don't even remember where it was at, but like Jack is cradled and on bottom, and he has a cradle on the guy on top. They are cradled each other, and then somehow he freaking sticks his foot in the mat and flips the guy over and pins him in a cradle. He's like on his back. Like that was. I think I was state against that one kid. We both had a double cradle. And that's plan. That was planned, yeah. That, yeah, that's what, that's what Jack. Oh, it's kind of, I was down for it. I had him right where I wanted him, coach. No, you didn't. But yeah, like, he's frustrating sometimes because you're just like, you know, I was sitting in the corner this weekend with uh, with Coach Jackson, and I was like, I hate coaching Jack, and I don't really mean like I hate coaching him, but like it's like I don't know what to say to him because I know he's going going to do some weird stuff that shouldn't work, and it ends up working for him. Somehow. He's one of those kids you just kind of sit back in the corner and I don't know if enjoy is the word, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I enjoy Jack a lot. Um, 
coached Jack since he was a youngster. And when I say enjoy, like I've loved watching his progression from a extremely goofy, unathletic kid to a little bigger, goofy, unathletic <laughs> kid that, I don't know, works really hard and has put in the time and effort. And uh, coming off like your first, I mean, tournament of the season, you won the tournament this weekend. Mm-hmm. I won in the finals like seven to four or something. It wasn't probably the best performance you yeah. thought, but a win's a win. Talk about how it felt to come out in your first performance of, of the year. I mean, I felt pretty good, I feel like, but like I'm still not in as good a shape as I feel like I should be as I was last year. I was able to – I felt like I was in a lot better shape last year, but that's just because I've been hurt. Um, I feel like I didn't wrestle very good in that last match. I feel like I wasn't as focused as I was in those other matches personally. And I mean – I was kind of thinking about it last night. I, sh- I should have done a lot better on, on my feet in the neutral position. And if you want, I just kind of gassed in that third period. And like, I was, I was very, I was out of You said gas. focus. You said your focus was off. That's something me and you talk about a lot. Yeah. It's like your focus. Talk about that and how when your focus is not on in wrestling and how it affects you and just kind of how it affects your everyday life. So, like, I, I don't know. I just feel like I wasn't like. During that like warm up, you know, I was just kind of like joking around, you know, and just because I haven't, I didn't have a lot of really good competition. That's just my fault personally because I wasn't, I don't know, I was just wasn't locked in as well. And I feel like when I'm locked in more, I feel like I'm more focused. I feel more clearer when I'm wrestling. I can think more clearly about what I'm going to do. And sometimes I just got that problem of just not being able to focus. And I think that's just my brain a little bit. <laughs> but like you're a kid that I, I've watched. <laughs> And a lot of people deal with this. They deal with that type of attention issue. And I've watched you grow up and develop, like, and learn how to manage that into your wrestling season to make you successful. Because when, when you're not, like, when, when your sleep schedule's not on, when everything's not right in your life and you're not on a set schedule, everything else is off, correct? Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that personally because, like, you know, just – um what was it? It was like my sophomore year. I had a job during the summer and like, you know, I was working like 40, 50 hours a week and like I wasn't able to sleep very well. And I feel like it affected me in the weight room during the summertime because I wasn't able to lift as much because I was working a lot. And um, so junior year and senior year, I kind of, I, I didn't work nearly as many hours. I was trying to sit there and say, All right, I need to fall asleep at this time so I can get up in the morning and lift and go to work in summer pride. And I feel like when I did that, it helped me a lot more, you know. I'm not saying I'm big and strong right now, but I was a lot. But you had a breakout junior season after yeah. that. Yeah. Like, you had yes. a breakout junior season in football. <laughs> you had a good uh, junior season in wrestling, state qualifier, match away from placing. Yeah. Like, you you put in the time and the effort to make your structure right, and you've got the benefits from it. Yes. And, and still, you know, that's a, a struggle every day, but now just at a smaller level, right? Yeah, I try to, try to sleep at a decent time, like – I do work, but it's not nearly as much as I do. You know, I work like maybe two, two, three days out of the week, you know, just trying to get some money. But like, as soon as I get home, I take my sleeping pills and I go to bed. So that's what I noticed just watching growing this outside of athletic endeavors. Like that first year I was here, it was a struggle to find like, where's Jack at? Why is Jack not at school? Jack is late. Jack's going to have detention. I mean, we, we had some issues with that. Uh, you know, and then to watch it transition and watch you grow and mature and, and like prioritizing things like you just talked about that are important. It's just like we didn't have we haven't had any of those issues. Like you've been where you're supposed to be, taking care of the business, what you're supposed to take care of, 
I just go back to you focusing in on what's important to you and what you need to do as a young man and growing up and prioritizing that thing. And all that stuff bleeds over into, you know, what you do in the wrestling room and on the wrestling mat and on a football field or whatever. That's where I started noticing it was outside of all of that uh, and just kind of watched you grow, like kind of into – responsible, you know, young person. Speaking of, uh, like, focus, uh, like the NIL deals, right? So, like, I think, you know, obviously, you know, to, to pay a kid, you know, to to do what they love, I think would be beneficial if they was getting some kind of deal like that, you know what I mean? Because then they don't have to work. Because, I mean, every kid wants to have a summer job because they want stuff, you know what I mean? And every oh. kid that drives needs some gas money, you know, if their parents are – you know, not providing for them and, and that way. And, and parents shouldn't have to. If a kid has a car, you know, like make them earn things right. that they need. And, and uh, Jack, you've always been a kid that works and, and, and does things and provides. No, not everybody has, you know, I'm just saying like family situations, you know. I have some family situations. We, we don't have all the money sometimes, you know. So like you just got to be able to provide for yourself sometimes, you know. If I want something, I can't say, hey, mom, and you need some money right now. It's like. You gotta focus on what you need. So like, I like to have a job, and you know, I would, I would benefit. Some people would benefit from that. Their ideas. I think that's, and I think that's something that people uh, don't understand at times. That are outside the realm of kids being involved in activities, and I, I, you know, I'll go from even from sports. I'm talking about kids involved in any kind of extracurricular activities that takes time away, it takes practice. There's a certain level of dedication that kids gotta gotta give to this sport or whatever activity they're involved in. And it, it, it eats up a lot of time. And um, um, people outside of that realm that don't have kids involved in that stuff think that all oh, these kids are just playing a game. It's what they enjoy doing. It's like a hobby, and it's that's not that's not what it is. And it um, sometimes they don't have the same opportunities to go earn that money and have those jobs and, and do those other things that, that other kids do um, that aren't involved in activities. And, and um, you know, and I think it's good too because it, it teaches it teaches them something. You know. A level of discipline and, and uh, you know, mental toughness to be able to work through those things. But this thing takes a lot of time. Being being involved in football, it takes a lot of time. And it's not just Friday night when the lights go on. Being involved in wrestling, it's not just when we go to a duel on Tuesday or we go to a tournament on Friday and Saturday. It's not just something these kids go out there and play at. You know, it's not not something to just oh we're going to roll a ball out here and we're going to play a game. That's that's not how this works. It's these guys put a lot of hours and a lot of work and. And sacrifice a lot of things that other kids that aren't involved in these don't. Um, and so I think it's kind of important to understand and kind of applaud that about our young men, especially our young guys that are involved in activities, they have jobs, they got to help provide for themselves. Some have to help provide for their families, you know. And, um, you know, I think it's going you know, to teach them, a, I think, gain a lot of skills and, and learning a lot about being an adult. And, you know, it's going to serve them better in the future. Yeah, I'm a. <clears throat> I, I was a kid who we didn't necessarily like have to do it to like help our family, but it was the same type of thing. If I wanted anything, like I needed to pay for it. And like my parents made me work one time a week, like even during wrestling season, you know, go out and lifeguard or do something. Referee makes some money somehow. And like, I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for our community that allows kids to go out and work these jobs during seasons, mm -hmm. you know, um, because just like Coach Baker said, it's not just a Friday night thing. It's not just a, you go to wrestling practice every day and then you can go to work afterwards. Sometimes like you have to 
go to events, you have to set up things, you have to be a part of things in the morning, the afternoon, and our community does a good job of working with kids and letting them work these hours. I know Chris Hayes does a great job of always employing kids at Pizza Corral that work around their schedule. And Jack, you work at the dollar store here in yeah. town, and I'm sure they work really yeah, well work around your schedule. schedule. And uh, just any other businesses that just do a good job of trying to understand, like Coach Baker said, it's not a game. Like these kids are living and breathing this lifestyle. And like you see it with me and you and Coach Bean, it translated into our adult lives. You know, mm -hmm. we lived it and breathed it so much. We, we've lived that life. And a lot of these kids want to continue living that life. And uh, just other businesses that want to take interest and want to support and provide for these kids. I think that is the goodness that comes from this NIL deal thing. You know, yeah. I'm not looking for kids to blow up and be millionaires, but if you can provide a meal or if you can do anything to support our kids or support their families throughout a season and uh, showcase your business in the meantime, you know, get some advertisement. We're here for it. Definitely. Mm -hmm. You know, grow me growing up, my dad, you know, he he didn't know what wrestling was until I would tell him in the summertime. You know what I mean? You, your dad's a state champion from Elgin. Yeah. But to wrestle for Elgin now, knowing your dad was, I think he was the second state champion for yeah. Elgin. Uh, he he likes to push me about that. He like, you know, it's a it's a good, it's not like a, you got to do this. He, he pushes me. He wants me to wrestle. He wants me to be good. And I feel like it just helps me. Like, well, he's a state champion. I can't be, you know, I got to. I can't just sit there and slack off or anything, you know. He pushes me, and it's it's good. I'm, How did he introduce you to wrestling? How did you get introduced to wrestling? I was young. Um, I was like, it was back in that old field house. And there was like <laughs> one mat in there. Yeah. With Coach Oz. I just remember just sitting there, just wrestling a little bit. Um, that's a long time. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Hey, easy eyes back over there in those dice, too. It's, it's simmer down now. <laughs> but, like, nah, I was introduced at a young age. But I like, saw a video. We just were fresh off. We were in a beginner tournament yesterday, and yeah. that's something that's special to me. It puts a lot of stress in my life, I feel like, and I tell my wife every year I don't want to do it anymore. But going and watching my kid wrestle for those five minutes or getting out there to enjoy it, and I saw a video your mom shared recently of you yes. in that same beginner tournament, same gym, Shorts and t-shirt, no socks, or in your socks, just out there scrapping as like probably a little five-year-old, yeah. you know. And uh, I think it's important, and I know your parents and our youth league did a good job of uh, providing those avenues for kids. The first thing I said when I started that tournament yesterday is this is not the Olympics. Yeah. If you want your kid to be good at wrestling, make them love wrestling, you know. And uh, your parents, I think, did a good job of that. Yes. You love wrestling. Yeah. You know some people, you know how some parents are, they get a little aggressive at tournaments. My parents were never like that, I feel like. They were always there just sitting there. Did good. Or like they were like, you know, if I lost, you know, you know how it is, like they pushed me, but in the good way. They weren't sitting there, you know, when I lose, they'd yell at me. Just, you felt like they were excited there to watch you. Yes. You like, know, not critique you. Yeah, they were sitting there, they were there. They weren't sure that I I liked the sport, you know. I would um, they just it was good. It was a good atmosphere, I feel like, for whenever I was younger, they Oh, they wanted me to be good, but they weren't sitting there with one of those crazy parents yelling at their kid and screaming at them after a match. That's but, yeah. a, that's what I appreciate like just being around the last couple of years is as your dad. You know, you notice him because he's he's good sized guy and stuff. Right? He's just he's just kind of over there in the shadows and he just he watches you. You don't you don't really hear him and and uh, you know. And I always see him talk to you guys after a match and put his arm around you and talk to you guys after your match come off, but. Like he's just kind of there in the background enjoying, you know, watching his kid wrestle. I think that's pretty cool. Like, uh, 
It is, and, and at the same time, I've been at like freestyle tournaments with him and stuff, and he'll step in the corner. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. And like, that's cool because I'm super comfortable with people doing mm-hmm. that because he sits there and just enjoys you wrestling and just gets to be a part of it, mm-hmm. and, and he'll say something here and there, and that's fine. Like, I mean, I appreciate just people that want to be involved in that type of situation. You know, I know he's just there supporting and yeah. loving on you. I wouldn't let some dad that's not capable of doing that in the corner. Yeah. Your dad was a state champion uh Greco in a, in a different state, wasn't he? Yeah. I think he was in Indiana. Indiana? Yeah. He he's loved wrestling his whole life. Like he was like assistant coaches for like high school teams. I think he was an assistant coach at Labette Community College because right. he wrestled there for a little bit. But yeah, no, he's been around. That's cool. That's something I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, he's, so we was I think we was going to Ardmore when we was talking to Wes. Yeah. And uh, Coach uh, Coach Watts, Dad, and uh, he was telling us about what a tough dude your dad was, right? He was kind of explaining the dynamics a little bit because your uncles, they play basketball or something like that? I think my Uncle Keith, he played baseball, I think. Was that what it was? I don't think. Because I don't think football was around when he was in. Like, football came, I think it was in 80. Yeah, it was like 84 yeah, or something around here. I think it was. Maybe younger than that. Yeah, I think it was eighty because my dad said he didn't have he had it halfway between his like it was like it was the first year it was like his junior year or something like whenever football opened up for us and they had to practice in some big oh, farm. Your dad was state champion in eighty one or eighty. I think he graduated eighty two. Eighty two. Eighty two. So I think it was eighty that football started. So like I don't think my other uncles had a chance to even do that. But yeah, I know they were basketball and baseball mainly. Now, you could have went a different path and played basketball probably no, at no, some no, point, no, maybe, no, just on your height alone, because let's talk about it. You're, what, 6'3"? Six, 6'3". Six, three. Six, three. You wrestle at 165 pounds, soaking wet, and, like, you're an anomaly kind of size-wise when it comes to wrestling. You're a big, tall, lanky dude, but your coordination of basketball probably didn't. No. Uh, I mean, you got to think about a football too. I was a D-lineman at the same size, going up against... Six, seven, three hundred pound kids. I mean, like, but that's what made you successful. Yeah, so the anomaly of your size and your athleticism and just everything put together. I said athleticism. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but uh, Coach Bate can't even look at me when I said that. <laughs> this uh, kind of leads me into another question I want to ask. Actually, your mom asked, like, what would you call your style of wrestling? Oh, dude, I don't even know. The Jack Angeli style. Yeah, that's, that's... it just kind of never duplicated. I know that. <laughs> I mean, like, people ask me, like, how do you do this? And I'm like, ah, dude, I don't even really know how. It just kind of just kind of comes to me, you know? We wrestle in like. Now, let's let's clarify. You're not out there doing Olympic-level oh. uh, wrestling moves that are flashing out of this world or anything. You're doing good, solid wrestling you've learned growing up, but you do it as a 6'3", 165-pound right. kid. That is really hard when it comes to leverage and angles and being able to do all that. I feel like. Leverage, kind of. Like, I feel like kind of helps me. Like some kid tried to throw me yesterday, and I stood straight up and just picked him up and just can't get your feet off the mat, right? Like since you're six three, yeah. it's hard to do. I'm not really, you know, a shooter. I'd say, but you know, I was just sitting off the rest. And I was like, hmm, I got this trapped on. Hit a fireman just on the side of the mat. And I was like, oh, that was pretty cool, you know. I don't know. It just kind of came to me. Great description. Just comes to you. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't really be hitting that move in like the wrestling room, but you know, it just. Yeah, I, that's it. That's how you would describe it, I guess. <laughs> Coach Baker, you have an opportunity to watch him wrestle and uh, coach him in football. Is there anything you think 
like his style of wrestling, how it translates into football, or his style of football, how it trans translates into wrestling? So he plays football the same way he wrestles. It just comes to him, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, I, it's just, uh, I don't know, the way he bends and, and, and the way he stretches. I mean, like, you know, it's like them old Gumby toys that you use, or Stretch Armstrongs, right? You, know, you stretch, you, you just try to And what's crazy them. is you're not the most flexible person in the world to me. I feel like they did put you in these positions and you adapt because your body's so freaking weird. <laughs> yeah, like... Uh, uh, you know, I, I really, honestly, he, he plays football the, the way he wrestles. And, I mean, his technique is stuff they use. You know, he was one of those kids football-wise. I came in, and they said, he's that outside linebacker. Well, he can't get on the field there. I said, well, let's move him down the defensive line. I had no idea what we had with him, but we were going to give it a shot. And I always think outside the box on things like that. And, and uh, it just worked out. And um, uh, he just plays with a different style. Like, you don't coach him the same. Um, then it's, um, it's the same in wrestling. I don't, I don't coach him the same in football. The way I coach Shay and Jace, who are also down on the defensive line with him, you know, he, he's kind of. I have to coach him a little differently. I allow him a little to, to do some different things than than I allow those those other guys. Um, That's the exact same um, thing in wrestling. You have to allow him to do some things that yeah, you completely yeah. coach against, and you yeah. completely are against your philosophies, but you find a way to make it work. Yeah. And, I feel like you especially and like you adapt to kids really well with that. Instead of just writing them off, you know, yeah. you find a way to use what you got. And uh, I'm thankful to have good coaches around me that see that as well. Yeah. So that's just the thing. Like, I mean, that's the big thing. He wrestles kind of like he plays football, you know, and every now and then he'll hit a spin move on air and it's like the most unathletic thing you've ever seen. But, uh, I mean, it happens. But you'll see a D line or an offensive lineman throwing literally from one lineman to the other, and he gets ragdolled across the field. But the next play, he yeah, sacks a dude in the yeah, backfield. You know, so you know, I, I'm convinced. I think for the last two years, he's probably got more offensive linemen's butts chewed by their coaches than anybody, um, probably in the state. And so and it's the same. Yeah, like I said, it wrestles, he wrestles the same way he plays football. He just finds a way to get it done, and I, I feel like that's like. We should have that up around all around campus. That's like the motto: like find a way, yeah. you know, whatever it is, find a way to get it done. And our, our kids kind of embrace that. Jack included, every rest of they just go find a way. You know, when when there's nothing to be said, and kids in a tough match, and just like Gator yesterday, you know, or you know, he's in a tough tough match and he's scrapping and he's doing everything he can. Kid may be just a little bit better technical wrestler, and it was just like. What do you say to them? Well, just tell them they like, go find a way, you know, yeah. and, and that's what they do. That's like we ought to have that up in big letters all over around here. And I thought our kids do a good job doing that. Yeah, because like even that, me learning that as a wrestler translates to everything I do in life. Running that youth tournament yesterday, when little things go wrong, you know, I, I, you can't sit there and, and pout about it or anything. Like you just have to adapt and find another way to like get that done immediately. You know, and it just leads throughout your whole life. It's the same whole way that way we, we run all our athletic programs. And you look at it from football to wrestling, and we've grown in such a rapid space. We haven't catched up staff-wise. It's like wrestling staff, you know. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, there's not a large staff, and we've got a, a you know, little kids tournament going on. We've got kid, high school kids over here. We need to send girls over there. And it's just kind of we all – it's nothing is ideal at it at times. Nothing's ideal about it at times. You know, it's just what we do. We find a way. and. We all go several directions and, you know, and, and uh, try to make the best and do the best job we can. And 
people don't realize just between you know the four or five of us in here trying to coordinate things and really only two of us that are on school staff yeah. you know and and coach bean adds to that as well with a third one but you're limited with what you can do and get in here sometimes because of your school obligations like Last weekend, Coach Bake, I sent you to cash four times in one day, mm -hmm. just shuffling kids back and forth, trying to make sure all of our programs are successful. And, and Coach Bean, yesterday, you you come and start the youth tournament with me, go coach our youth kids and more. I break off to Weatherford, where Coach Baker and Coach Jackson are already at. It's just uh, it's just our philosophy: find a way to get it done, no matter what. It's not we're not going to have any coaches just magically appear and come on mm -hmm. staff, you know, and, and be able to do that. So we just adapt and overcome with what we have. And if we have a hundred kids in here wanting to wrestle, we'll we'll work till we fall out to make sure they get where they need to go and do what they need to do. And I, and I think that extends on into our parents and our supporters and stuff. For the most part, most of them like, oh, yesterday I was waiting on Coach Jackson to get there at Weatherford and Jersey. Hey. Like I know you spread thin. This thing's gonna go fast before mats. If you need me, I, you know I'll, I'll dust down there and help in the corner, you know, and, and, and we end up not needing to have to do that. But I mean, that's just what we got. Like you know, there's people that you know. I don't want to just sit here and say like we just find a way as far as us and we do. But man, we got we've got some good help on some people that Absolutely. you know that junior high tournament uh, made me appreciate a, a lot of the parents that we have that were were up in there until eleven thirty at night with us. You know, stuck in the concession stand, which has got to be the worst place to be at a wrestling tournament all day. You know, kids working tables, parents, you know, you know, doing medals and brackets and got their kids running around and they're trying to wrangle them. And, you know, that's just kind of like a little community we got. And, and they, they, you know, we they all help us and we'll go find a way to get it done. I saw something. One of our moms shared a post and it's just one of, one of them things you see people share all the time. And it said, make your... Uh, team so strong that nobody knows who the leader is mm -hmm. you know and uh, I feel like we're doing a good job of that around here and like ultimately it falls on my head and being able to make sure our programs run well but something that I've learned over the past few years is just being able to trust my community and the people we have around us and just like you said that we have like not just good involved parents we have like fine people around mm -hmm. us like great members of the community that want to plug back in I mean Jared's the fire chief mm -hmm. of the entire city of Lawton and volunteers. And, and not only was he doing that for you yesterday mm -hmm. morning, he was running my tournament mm -hmm. here online remotely. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and he ran my tournament the weekend before for 15 hours. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's not just a dude that, I mean, that's a really important member of the community that's just sacrificing for this program. And he sacrificed a lot with kids like Jack growing up. And uh, I'm sure he coached you yeah. a lot. Yeah. And just uh, talk about some of your younger coaching influences. Um, I, I remember Jared. You know, Coach Jackson is probably the one that comes mostly to mind because, like, he was the grappler head coach for the longest time. I just remember him being a coach. Um, my dad was coaching sometimes, like, I remember, like, a couple of tournaments, yeah, he'd always coach me whenever he was there, but sometimes, like, Coach Jackson, he had to work, and we'd take Hunter up to a tournament, and we'd just all ride up there, and he'd, he'd take Hunter home and stuff, and yeah, so, like, I feel like we just had a really, like, a good community, and, like, you know, like, they cared about us, they all wanted us to wrestle, they all wanted us to be good, and other parents would, like, hey, my kid can't get a ride, some other, some, like, I mean, JOC or JNC, I think, when I was younger, I was just somebody I didn't even know. They just gave me right up there because my parents couldn't take me. And I really Poor appreciate people. it. <laughs> <laughs> and you really appreciate it, man. Yeah. And that's like, 
God, that's what wrestling makes you so thankful for sometimes mm-hmm. and makes you so grateful for is people that do that. And I had that even happen yesterday, like Wayland Road with the Waldens up there, and they take him to weigh in, get him where he needs to be, make sure he's doing everything right. And that's so hard as a parent to have that happen. But when you have other obligations, you either figure out and find a way for him to go do the things you want, or, you know, you have to make other sacrifices in certain areas in your life. And, uh, to have a successful wrestling community, why we won a state championship, why we're, we're good right now is just because the community wanted to do that. And they were selfless and invested into each other and got kids where they needed to be. That's what, that's what I love too. And it's just like football ran long this year, which is a great problem to have. Um, or at least in my opinion, <laughs> and, yes, yeah. you know, but GB's coming over here after, you know, after school now, football's still going on. I'm not around in here, and, and there's no other place I'd rather be than over here in this room with those guys. And, and I come in, and um, he's, he's going to open practice, and I come in, and I don't even coach him, and I don't want to coach him first off. But, um, you know, I'll co- go coach other kids, but there's nobody in that room that, that bothers me to go coach my kid like – you know, and that's why I like too. All, all these guys that are in here volunteering and spending their time and their money. Let's make no mistake; they're spending yeah. their own money to do it too. Um, you know that, that they work with. Uh, it's not where they go in and they work with this kid because this kid is really good. Man, they work with all our kids and try to get all our kids better. And and I, I think that's something I value because that's something that I try to do even at the high school level is to make sure that I focus not just on the kids that can play and get things done, but that I'm also you know, I'm repping and trying to work with, with guys that aren't as good yet, you know, uh, to, to try to bring them along. And I think when I walk in here and I look around that youth room with my kids in here practicing, I, I see the same things out of those guys that are volunteering to do it and help out. I, it makes me happy about that. Another question that your mom asked, which I think is a good question, but I want to ask you coaches too. Knowing what you know now, what would you have done different to prepare yourself in wrestling? Probably when I was younger, honestly, because, like, you know, I got a bit of ADHD, and younger Jack wasn't really, you know, the most focused kid in the room. <laughs> well, yeah, we've been on that. Yeah, I, I was just kind of, you know, here, you know, oh, look at this. I'm doing something after school, you know, probably, like, personally. I wish I would have just more focused better and, like, paid more attention, but, like, I wasn't really able to do that. It's, I don't know. Do you just, feel like the seriousness of the sport ran up on you a little quick? Like, yes. once you got into high school, you're yes. like, oh, crap, now I only yeah, have I a it. certain amount of time to get this done. Yes, that's that's that. And just, like, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, I'm here. I want to play a game, you know. This is fun. But, like, as I got older, I was like, all right, uh, you lose a few times. That kind of made me more mad. And, like, whenever I got older, I was like, I don't like losing. I don't want to lose. And it just kind of pushed me to make me, I want to get better. I got to push myself, you know. I'm not the most technique person, so, like, I try to be more shaped than most of the kids I wrestle. And that kind of irks me this year because I, was, I wasn't able to wrestle because I was hurt. It just kind of makes me mad that I'm not in as much shape as I want to, but like just, yeah, that's mainly it. Just, I wish I would have paid more attention when I was younger. Coach? Uh, as a wrestler and as a coach, like, first as a wrestler, I wish I probably would have competed. Like, I would have opened my box a little bit more and competed outside of just what I was doing maybe during the spring or summertime. But uh, overall, I'm happy with like how I performed in other sports and kept myself busy doing that and liked being a rounded athlete. But like as a coach, I uh, when I first got in here, I was involved with the youth, but I wasn't like in deep like I am now. I got a good taste of getting these kids when they were young, but maybe I wish I would have 
dove in a little bit more with them, you know, and uh, help develop them a little bit more at that age and been able to put that in at that certain point in my career. But I was really focused at that time on making my high school as best as it could be to try to get some excitement around here and try to get kids interested in wrestling and try to build some hype. And uh, I hope you guys felt that as you got older, because like when I first got here, we immediately like started qualifying for dual states, started putting kids in the state finals, started winning state championships. You know, I've had seven or eight kids win state championships since since I've been here eight years ago. And I hope that like helped light y'all on fire and see that success. And like, that's what I was really not saying that I don't dive in with the same effort now, but I've just learned how to manage it better. Yeah. Now. Like when I was younger, I always remember like the, they would walk through the high, like they walked through like the elementary buildings and like you give them high five. And I thought that was a cool. I was like, I always want to be like that. That's like that. Like that always motivated me. I was like, man, I want to be like that when I'm older. And that I feel like, yeah, you succeeded in that part because I was like, it got me excited to Hey, I wrestle. These kids wrestle. Look at these big old guys out there going to state and stuff. And that made me like want to be better per se. I think if I, if I had to go back, like I wish I had paid more attention to the stuff that I can't control. You know what I mean? There's a certain stuff like kids when they worry. Like y'all remember being a kid, just worrying about everything other than what's important. You know. So like now I'm faced with the reality of you know my son's gonna get to go to the Geary tournament one day and he's gonna walk into the wrestling room. It's gonna, you're gonna see a list of state champions from uh, Geary on there, and you're not gonna see my name. Man, that really burns me up. It really does. But I know where my name's at in that room, funny enough. Back, they used to put the conference placers. I don't mind. They painted over it, but you can still see a little bit of my name. There you go, man. <laughs> but that's just all one of them things, though, man. I didn't I, – I wasn't pushing every day in practice. I wasn't going hard. I wasn't finding the toughest practice partners. You know, I was goofing off. And then uh, right before my senior year, I got into uh, an altercation, and, you know, it didn't turn out too good for me. And then, uh, you know, I realized I wasn't – I needed to listen to somebody, you know what I mean? So that's when I became coachable, you know, but just like you said, I mean, reality crept up on me, but I was a senior when that happened, you know. My wrestling coach in high school, Coach Ferdinand, he said, he, he said, man, you're a hell of an athlete. You can be really good, but you're not coachable. And uh, It sticks with you till today. No, oh, it burns me, dog. It burns me. I wish I, that, that man saved my life so many times. I wish I'd listened to him and – when I first met him in PE class in second grade, you know, I wish I'd listened to him, but I just I never did. And then I was a senior, and I was like, man, everybody was excited to graduate high school, and I was I was terrified, you know. I was like, man, what have I done? Even as a coach, like, the beautiful thing I've seen about this eight years later is hopefully him as a coach, he saw this as well, and he can see you now and see, like, the man you developed into and just because of the lessons you were taught then, even though they were the kind of the hard way then, like you're on the other side and it's it's like you're a great coach you're a great father you're a great like example to people in the community here in the end he succeeded right yeah so i mean like i was saying uh you know as far as i'm me i was just i was a football guy that got into wrestling and it's just kind of how it happened i grew up in tuttle and so like that's what you did you know and uh, my little league football coach was was you know very heavy involved in the little league wrestling and he told my dad he needs to wrestle my parents didn't know nothing about wrestling and um i was one of those guys that i i was better younger uh and as i got older i got worse i think mainly because i just relied on stuff that you know bigger and stronger i was believe it or not athletic at one point in time in my life and so um you know, as I got to high school and then I moved and it wasn't the same, <laughs> wasn't as, as the same intensity as it was, you know, over there. And uh, so, uh, 
it's just one of those things that if I go back, I'd just kind of try to keep evolving and not, not you know, rely on, you know, uh, you know, I could, I could duck under and, 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 you know, front trip anybody when through junior high or high school, it crap didn't work no more, you know, and I, I never evolved. But I think I got out of wrestling, which was really great, was it made me a lot better football player. And that's the way I, that's the reason why I am, why I'm not, you know, these guys can tell you. I tell them all the time, you want to be a better football player, go wrestle. And we've got some guys in there like that. And I tell them at the same time, I don't care if you ever go wrestle a match, just go get in that room and, and go get after it. And it's going to make you a better football player. I'm a firm believer in that. And and so I got out of that what I wanted, you know. And then, but, you know, I've grown to, you know, I grew to love wrestling. And, and I do love and I love being a part of it and, and helping and, and uh, you know, knowing my role. And, and I try to play you know what my role is the best of my ability in this room and help these kids and and uh you know kind of try to keep help pushing them to be successful so i think when coach baker talks about his role like in the wrestling room it it's underplayed a lot like i rely on him a lot to be in these kids heads and talking to them through practice and having these relationships just because, I mean, in the end, there's 14 weights, so that's 14 kids, but then there's 80-something in here, mm -hmm. you know, and it, there's one of me. And I'm trying to pour into each kid I possibly can, but Coach Baker really, really, like, I don't have to think about anything when it comes to that. He knows which kids to pick up when and where. If I talk to him a certain way, he talks to him the other way, you know. And same thing with you, Coach Bean and Coach Jackson. That's just, like, something you rely on as, as a coach and uh, – just when people talk about their roles in here, I don't want them ever like underplayed. There's such huge roles. Like, yeah, I'm in there teaching a lot of the wrestling and the technique and all that stuff. But every single day, Jack's bringing me something, showing to kids as well. Like, and that helps out with certain situations. You're bringing me things, Coach Jackson. And uh, just being able to throw all those together in a room. And I hope like coaches are always like receptive to being like, I can bring this to Coach Rowell and he'll show it. And he's not going to think this is goofy or anything because like wrestling's wrestling. If you have an opinion, I love to hear it. And we'll just go from there and make, make what's best with our kids. And wrestling just, if you're a coach, and I, I've seen young coaches like get thrown into wrestling and they don't know anything about wrestling. And at the end, it'll make you such a better coach because you'll learn how to adapt and coach so many different kids in so many different styles, not only wrestling, but like personality wise. And because there's so many kids that are in this room that wouldn't last one day on that football field mm. out there because they couldn't fit into the team structure. And then likewise, there's a lot of kids that couldn't last one day in this wrestling room. And as a coach, you get to see that and, uh, understand all sides of it so like even as a young coach and if you don't know anything at a young at a school and you're trying to get thrown into it dive into it and uh like you'll get a lot out of it i think the biggest thing i i, I recognize as being a wrestling coach and, and like i said i wrestled growing up and so i understand it and and but i know what i know too and 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 uh and so i, f I feel very comfortable with, with that bringing things talking to kids talking kids through things uh, but I also know when when I get in, well, sometimes I just need to be quiet and, and not say anything. I, I think that's probably the biggest thing, and I feel like I'm pretty good at watching. I can watch Cody, and and I can and uh, see what he's trying to do and what he's trying to accomplish in the room, and, and I can help kids work through that, like you know. And so when I say playing my role, that's what I mean. You know, um, I just try to play my role and, and be what. You know, Cody needs me to be for this program as far as, you know, this program to be successful. 
I enjoy our time. I, I enjoy I enjoy Cody at football and coaching with him at football. I really enjoy coaching with him and wrestling. I think we play really well off of each other in the corners and stuff. And and when I, I get agitated, yes, that he's he's able to sit there and say, Ah, oh, no, so we're gonna let that go like we did this weekend and then it's vice versa too, you know, it's just kinda it's it's a funny uh dynamic. I feel like we kinda We just don't ever need them. Our heads exploding at the same, same time. time. Yeah, because then we're gonna have to find our wives to come down and pull us <laughs> off because they depend, they know we depend on each other in those situations. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It just I'm, I'm fortunate with people that want to invest back into it. And uh, I don't know for you guys too. Like I know it's not just because you like me. You know I'm an asshole in here sometimes. Not to y'all. I feel like and uh, but just. Um, just the, the burdens of every day weigh on me sometimes of being able to run all this program. But you guys get the benefit of having your kids in this culture and stuff. And like, I try to make sure like the best of my ability that they reap those benefits, like every other kid that's in here. And at a young age, like I've talked about it every podcast, you know, with, with, with my coaches, you can't provide them the riches, but being able to give them stuff like that, I, I hope that they see how much, not only myself, you guys, Derek, you coached my kid yesterday. Y'all guys talk to my kids throughout practice. We just rely on each other for stuff like that. And All y'all got to coach my kid because I'm not coaching. <laughs> the amount that he's gotten out, that's the, the amount he's gotten out of it. Like he's, He thanks Cody's, uh, you know, Coach Rao's the man to him, and, and I appreciate that because he's working through things. He's one of those kids that he's going to have to go if he wants to really want to do it, and he says he does right now because – Coach Rouse made it such a welcome environment for him, man. He loves it. Yeah. You know, he loves coming in this room, and he loves being around all these guys, these high school guys. And Except Jack. He don't no, 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 no. That's <laughs> bullcrap. They, they, they say they're mortal enemies, but as soon as they're both in the room together, they gravitate towards gravitate right towards each other. <laughs> Same so, person. That's, yeah, like, you know, for real. But, like, it's it's such a, been such an environment for him, man. He has grown. And, me, I know, Cody, me and you have talked about it. He's grown so much, and that means a lot to me to be in this program and pushing back and pouring back into these kids because people, other men, are pouring back into mine. It's, it's pretty important. I love the environment here. I know my kid looks up to you. We was just sitting here the other day, and I had to tell you, like, hey, thank you, man. You know what I mean? Because Dax, man, he's, I think me and Coach Baker seen it at the same time. He's wrestling Luke and uh, giving Dax a good look, and, and Dax did a reshot with Fireman's. You know what I mean? Or high, it was high crotch. Yeah. And I was like, wow, man, that's, I mean, it's, it's way. Mm-hmm. Way more than what I was at that mm-hmm. age, man. You know what I mean? And it's beautiful. And me and Dax, me and Dax have a pretty open relationship, and we talk about this stuff. And he knows that you know he's better than me at that age. You know what I mean? We have that conversation, and I explained to him that's my job. You know, what I mean, if you're not better than me, what did mm-hmm. I do? You know what I mean? I didn't do what I was supposed to. You know, my son's, yeah, man. My son's better than I was at that age too. You know, and like that's just something that I don't know you. You're happy about. But you're not content with, you know, mm-hmm. and like you, you just you keep pushing your kids to be better. And uh, this room really helps facilitate mm-hmm. that, you know, just being around the older <laughs> kids. Well, I mean, this was like my kid went from having to make him wrestle and just come be in a room and had to make him go wrestle on tournaments that he signed himself up for a tournament. Yeah, he signed himself up <laughs> so for a tournament. Like, you know, like <laughs> something, you know, <laughs> something good is happening in this room to, to get that. And when we went from kind of like, push not really force them because my rule has always been with my kids and i got an older son i'm extremely proud of and he does his own thing man and he's not an athletic so i'm proud of death of him but i've i've always made you you don't have to do this but you have to do something you know it doesn't matter you can't yeah. just go to school 
You can't just go to school and come home and be a slug. That's not how this works. You're going to be involved in some kind of activity where you learn. Well, I think, you know, all extracurricular gives you work with other people, work for a common goal, and put some, you know, build some discipline. And so that's always been my rule. But we did kind of push him this way because he's a little built a little different than his brother. And, and uh, went from having to kind of push him into this to, you know, he's signing up for his own tournaments. He's playing football next year. He's, you know, he's going to be a state champion. I said, Tommy, I'm going to state. And I said, I was, well, if you work really hard, man, one day you'll get there. He goes, no, I'm going to state this year. I'm like, yeah, hold on, man. Let's wait a minute, you know. And he goes wrestling that, that tournament. And he wins a match. He loses several. He gets pieced up. And I, I really loved it. Like, he – He's pissed after every after every match he lost, and that was great. And I got to sit over there and be dad. That's how I really enjoyed Cody Coach. I ain't got my little card to get down there and, and, and coach the little kids. I got to kind of sit back and just just watch and be a dad, and that, that's nerve-wracking and cool at the same time, you know. So, well, I mean, if there's never, like, ever a PSA announcement to youth coaches right there or youth parents, like, listen to that. Like, that's mm -hmm. a kid that we just – loved into the sport mm -hmm. you know and, and made it a cool environment and uh people get so hung up on getting these kids in here and just yelling at them and and just drilling them into the ground and uh people probably think that uh, people that are outside the program are like you say that coach Rao, but like your kid won a youth state championship your kid wins matches and stuff you're probably in there doing all this extra i like literally nothing literally nothing he's in here i don't coach him through anything i let him come in here and have fun at this age and mm -hmm. took some square ones yesterday and like you saw my frustration i sent you a message that like sent my frustration about it that's my kid that's my dad's mm -hmm. side coming out in me but my coach side knows like man my son's gonna get better because of that and uh like if you want your kid to be successful if you want your kid to be a jack angeli or any of these kids that are loving wrestling as a senior like looking forward to your senior year dude you have a bad shoulder injury right now like it's not good but like you would no matter if your shoulder was amputated off your body <laughs> you would find a way to go wrestle your senior yeah. year because you love wrestling yeah you know and if you want your kid to be that person like get them raised in this environment with these men that are in here right now because we we have the right people in here that are trying to invest in these kids and do the right things. It's like Tuesday through Thursday, Gage Breaker six hours of wrestling. As he comes over here and goes like you know before he got sick, but like he's over here, he's rolling around with high school. You know while high school is rolling, he wants to be up here for uh, novice practice. And, and even if it's just running around with his friends and playing games and really not even paying attention to wrestling, he's around the wrestling room and then he's. Going through open practice, and my wife's going. I don't know if we can do that. I can't get him out of bed the next day. That's the best problem in the world to have, you know. And yeah, you're getting him out of bed after a full day of activities. Yes, up all night gaming, watching yeah, TV, exactly. doing what like normal kids do. Not normal kids, like kids that mm -hmm. are not disciplined through like a sport or don't have like what you said. And you said the simplest of simple. You're not going to not do anything. You're going to yeah. do something, yes. you know. And if you don't give your kids some kind of direction, like they will do nothing, mm -hmm. you know, but you don't have to give them the direction and stand over them and harp them into the ground mm -hmm. to love something. Like, you can do it the right way. But you said something I, I want to touch on. I'm sorry, I'm hijacking no. your stuff. Though. You were talking about uh, Waylon and uh, just you being frustrated with that and stuff. And I feel that too because nobody likes to uh, watch their own kid take – we all want our kids to be successful. We don't like to watch our kids. Work. But I don't know. I'll ask you. I get the same way coaching these guys and watching them lose a match that they 
the Deshaun Lye. It's like I'm watching my, you know what I'm saying? It's like I'm watching my own kid lose one, you know, especially, you know, when it's guys like Jack and, and Colin and Jason, you know, the, the what they've put into, you know, what they put into to being where Hunter, you know, Hunter's – I, I I hate watching Hunter anytime that he's he stumbled and, and lost a match because I know what he's he's done and put into it. But like I just didn't know it. that's it, like kind of you know it's heartbreaking. And if you're a coach like us, like you feel every single one, yeah, just like that. Your armpits are sweating in the corner. Mm-hmm. Even yesterday, we won a tournament by almost 200 points. Like we blew a tournament out of the water, mm-hmm. but. Like one of my kids lost on Friday. Like Bryce lost a match that upset me. Like yeah. and, and like still set me off like the whole time. And then he got it back yesterday. Yeah. And like I was like, all right, things are right in the world, you know. <laughs> and George lost a match to a kid you beat later on, Jack. And like I felt that one personally with Jack. You took care of it the other way, you know. And just it's just like when occasional goes wrestles again in the, in the finals. I'm trying to get out of the corner because I just <laughs> I, I don't want to be responsible for anything because like the the moment like, you're like no we're all gonna be over here for this but like I don't want to because make, like you know, he him and Ritson are kids that I like uh-huh. for you to have around yeah. you know because your personality with them works out really well yeah. and like not saying that I I don't but like you got to have that second one in there yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah you feel them. So personal. It's just like it's every time you like help a kid make a decision, go I right, go down here and say, Barry, like I agonize over those decisions sometimes, especially in close matches. Like I agonize, like I know kind of what the right thing is to do from wrestling terms, uh, you know, of where to go. But like I agonize, like over that, like is that the right decision, or did did I help this kid? Uh, get in a position to be successful or to hurt him, you know? And yeah. so even like with, it's like, tough. Jack yesterday won his match. I took him in the wrestling room and made him run afterwards, <laughs> you know, and got after him because I didn't like the way he won, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and if I was a coach that didn't care and wasn't, like, receptive of that, like, and if I didn't love you the way I do love you, mm-hmm. I would just say, good job, Jack. You won a tournament. Great job. And, like, wouldn't hold you accountable for the way the match ended. You ended on bottom, getting road. Like, it's not what we want to do. And uh, I feel like our personal relationships allows us to have that. A lot of kids would just be like, Coach, I want a tournament. Leave me alone. You know, you went in there in random sprints and came back out just because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I Something I, I personally agree with, uh, Coach Bates said it earlier, it's um, whenever you got somebody like, you know, it's in football, I tell them to go wrestle. If they're in wrestling, I tell them to go play football because, like, I feel like when I was in, like, I've been wrestling for, like, a long time. I didn't start football until about seventh grade. But I'm glad I did both. Like, um, I feel like wrestling – like they kind of they kind of uh, complement each other. Both sports kind of complement each other. Like wrestling, man, they build you mental toughness because you're out there. You can't rely on anybody whenever you're in a match. It's you against somebody else. That's that's like I'm doing that from such a young age. It made me so competitive. I, I want to push myself. I want to be the best I can be. I hate losing because like when you lose in wrestling, you, you're gonna blame. I mean, maybe the ref made a bad call, but like you could have done something about that match to make you win. And that helps me in football because I don't want to be that wink link. I want to make myself better. And I feel like that's what our defense was out there. That's I, why I we had the best defense in the state. Yeah, because every one of you kids that were out there, you seven kids that were wrestlers, you know, you were taught accountability at a young age. And, like, you were accountable if things went wrong for this and nothing else. And if you all held your ends together, like, y'all were solid. Y'all had the best defense in the state. Listen, it's just like Jack is prime example. And, you know, Colin a year ago and Jace a year ago, you got to drag them off out of competition, and I, that's what I really enjoy about wrestlers because, I mean, you know, uh, Jack got hurt at Piedmont, played the next play, played the whole next game. 
Colin was hurt all, all all a year ago. Chase was hurt all a year ago, and like I mean, these guys, um, they they've learned that 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 mindset, you know, of of never quit, and I'm gonna go until I absolutely cannot go, or somebody tells me I can't, and I, I think we see that, you know, I think that's built a lot built here in this room because uh, there's nowhere to run and hide. <laughs> you gotta no, find a way through it, right. you know. And, like, to the point where, like, kids don't want to bring us injuries. They don't oh, want to yeah. disappoint us. Mm -hmm. They don't want these things happening. We have to go talk to them and say, mm -hmm. hey, it's okay to pull back a little bit. And I know at the first of the season with you, you, I mean, you were seriously hurt. Like, couldn't use that arm at one point. And, like, you want to go wrestle. You're in here in practice. I'm having to pull you off of kids. Yeah. And, uh, like, it's just you guys do a good job of being receptive of those things and, and growing through them. And, uh I don't know, maybe talk about that a little more, just about injuries and how you overcome and fear of disappointment and stuff Yeah, because like you got some injury stories. <laughs> yeah, dude, you've been beat up. Yeah. From um, Jiro State to here? Yeah, I mean, elbow completely twisted around on the mat. That was – Yeah, I don't know, I don't, I wasn't too excited to jump in after that one. That one kind of – like, I can't even extend my elbow all the way out there. It just kind of goes back. Broke your femur in seventh grade. Uh, that was my growth plate in seventh growth. grade. Broke my thumb twice. Um, broke my knee. Toe. Dislocated a toe. Um, yeah, I've, I've done I've done a lot of stuff. You know, I got a dirt bike accident on my left knee, and I got nerve damage on the right on the left side of my knee. I could see my bone whenever I did it. I didn't even know I did. I was riding through the woods, and I like we get back to the camp, and I like take off my pants. There's a hole in my knee, and I'm like, oh, we gotta go to the hospital for this. I think they like said, oh, let me see. And I, I remember the one year. And this brings some anger back, but this fool over Christmas break got in a plane with his buddy, his 16, 17-year-old buddy, you know, got in a plane, flew to Missouri it's to Arkansas. visit their Arkansas. Arkansas to visit their other buddy. And then, like, their plane gets too cold and it can't come back, you know. These are two 16, 17-year-old kids, and he misses Christmas practice because of it. Like in well, you're a sophomore. I mean, you're literally six. It was last year. That was last year. That was last year. Yes. And um, <laughs> golly. Uh, so like, you know, he's he's a pilot. You know, you know, he can fly around, and like, I enjoy that. He's a kid that has his license. Yeah, so, he has his license. <laughs> oh, wait, I, had, but I had a I, one of my one of my good friends in high school. We used to go fly. I mean, we used to go fly around his plane. He takes up. He gets on the runway, and on those planes, you steer with the pedals when you're on the ground. Oh, no. But it's got like a joystick. He'd be like, "All right, you got to joystick." Drive. You know, no. it's like he's like, "All right, you got to drive us out on the runway." And so he would make that plane like it was gonna go run off the runway <laughs> with the pedals, and you're in there with that before you know you're driving off, have to crash it, you know, and stuff like nah, that. and that's just like you think as a, a person that just listed all that list of injuries, you should be getting in a plane with somebody. Yeah, hey, I'll tell the story. It's all right. Um, so. <laughs> We fly up there and um, we're like, we're going to come back. And like, it's like later at night. And like, we're in like the smallest plane out there. It's 150cc. It's a two seater, you know? Got Max. A dirt bike that's strong, I think. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. Um, Max speed's about 85, you know? And um, we get back there because we fly down there. We were only going to eat lunch with them and come back. But we went back there that night and we'll start. It's too cold. And like, you can't think. It's like. Engine won't start. You can't fly back. And nothing. We didn't like drive there, so we couldn't drive back. We had to fly back. And we get there in the morning, and we're like, we sleep it off. We get there in the morning. It's still a little too cold. We you sleep off the butt chewing from me from not coming back to practice. Yeah. <laughs> and then I um. And then we sit there. We go out to eat, and it starts up. We're like, all right. And we flying back, and like you know, and like 
you know, we got to go back because, you know, yeah, he's yelling at me. And so we're coming back and it's a little windy, you know, a little bit more windy than we thought. It's about 75 mile an hour headwinds. Thing goes about 85 miles an hour. So ground speed about 112. And we're trying to fly back and we're just getting blown in the air. Like we're just trying to fly straight and we're getting pushed back like this. And <laughs> yeah. Pulls are in a hang These things aren't very heavy. We're just sitting there. We're just, we're just, we're crawling back. And we go to land because, like, we need gas. But, like, you know, wind's that fast and airplanes that are that small, it's kind of hard to, to land it. Like, and so we're sitting there. We go, to, we go to land at this first runway. The lights won't turn on because it's night. These lights, won't, the runway lights will not turn on. And so he's like, where's this at? This is up and up. How did y'all find a runway? Oh, there's an app. <laughs> it, it has like everything. It has like maps. Yeah, somebody y'all made it back. Dog. This story. All right, keep going. Um, and, the, and he goes, like, "I can't land here." And I was like, "Just because the lights are on, you know, it's not that good." And he's like, "That's not how that works, Jack." <laughs> Whatever. Okay. And we go to this next one, and he goes in, and I'm thinking, "All right, we're all good. He's gonna land this thing." And he pulls up, and I'm like, "What's that for?" And he was like, "I didn't have that." And I was like, "Oh." Like that just kind of kind of shook me a little bit. Like, what do you mean you ain't got that? <laughs> and he goes, ah, because like when like he's sitting there, he's trying to cut in at like an angle, and you're getting blown. So like it does it just doesn't work. And we go to this next run, and the wind is like right at us. And he says, I can't land that. And I'm like, what do you mean we can't land? And he's like, we're going back to that other one. I'm like, okay, whatever, big guy. I can't really do anything in this situation because like. I don't know what I'm doing up there. You got a parachute? 75 mile an hour, that thing ain't going to open up. Alright. And so we fly back. We're going back to the one that he said no to the second time. And we go back and he's like, and like he's drifting this thing in there basically because like we're, it's like the wind's so fast. He's just kind of going like this. He gets it around and it's shaky, you know, and I'm just like looking out the window because like there ain't nothing I can do. The only thing I can do right now is to shut up because I don't want to distract him. We get in there. He lands it. Thankfully, I had to call my mom. She wasn't very happy. So, like, we're up in Prague. She came and got you. Uh, we're up by Shawnee right now. She had to drive up there at like 1 30 in the morning. Way to go. Way to, yeah, she was. It was a quiet road. It was a quiet I, ride. I can't day. believe you. Just the thought of you and another person kid. that's your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know the kid is a good kid and everything, but uh, boy, just. The undeveloped brains up in that. <laughs> I, like I just, I just had faith in my pilot. I don't know what you're about. All right, all right. I got one more question before we get to final words. We talked a little bit what it's like to coach you, but what style of coaching you kind of gravitate towards? Tough coaching. I'm not the most focused. I need somebody to be after me. He does. A, Coach Big does a great job of that. You've done a great job of that. But like ever since you got here, you've been Aggie three and me. I don't have to do this many dishes. That's like a. That's on the football field. That's um. You gotta do it up downs every five yards for 100 yards. You gotta bear crawl 100 yards, and then you gotta bear roll 100 yards. And you know, after a full practice in the heat and on that hot turf, having to <laughs> be down there, that's motivation right there to get to school on time. Yeah, sometime. go to class on time. <laughs> we, we I know somebody who needs a little bit of Aggie threes in their life right now. I'm not gonna name names, but like. <laughs> you don't know. Talk about the champ. <laughs> wait on him yesterday. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to sort that out tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, no, just hard nosed coaching, telling me like I need, I need somebody to straighten me out every once in a while, and I really appreciate that. That they straightened me out. I feel like it's helped me. It's gonna make me grow as a as a man. He's right. Me and Coach Bake talk about that a lot. Like, man, we chewed Jack up and down, but he took it well. You know, he took it well. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. 
responded and i don't think i've ever like chewed you and you haven't responded well you know so like that lets us as coaches know all right that's what that kid needs we're gonna we're gonna hammer him and uh yeah i've had to get after you a lot of times they tried to say you know his mom was out there watching me aggie three of them they tried to say i was kicking him while he was rolling i said i was not kicking yeah him. Whatever, whatever yeah he's sitting over there trying to tell me i don't want to have to do this to you jack yeah you got a little smirk on your face as you're doing it like you may take, no, like, take no enjoyment in this i've had to physically accost you in this room a few times too <clears throat> yeah <laughs> just happens that's the joy of being a wrestling coach too like i have a lot of headaches but I, in the end i get to get my hands on these kids in here every once in a while and uh, it's the ultimate decider final words cody you want to talk to him a little bit about that yeah so pretty much we'll just talk about a goal for you personally this season and then a goal for the team and uh, just someone you're excited to watch wrestle this year Oh, personally, I want to make it to the finals, like, really bad, state, state finals. Um, I have some work to do if I want to do that. I got to I gotta get back into shape. I got to – can't take reps off in the gym. I got to be 100% like focused during practice. Um, that's just what I think I got to do if I want to do it. I can do it. I know I can. I just got to – it's got to be me who decides it. No one's going to be able to do it other than me. I'm gonna and, play this podcast in your ear over and over and over. Mm. That. And then team, you know, obviously another dual state. Are we going to that one dual tournament? Or no, no. no. I was gonna say I wanna, I wanna get a shot to some of those teams, but we're not doing that. So dual state, I wanna win that. And people, I'm excited to watch. Mm. You know, I always want like I like watching our big guys. They're they're good. They are, I always got confidence that they're going to win. When I see them in a tough match, I'm like, yeah, but everybody else has to go through. Any girls you're excited to watch? Oh, my sister is just – she can be good. She needs, she needs to get yelled at sometimes too, I feel like. She's got the same kind of mentality I got, you know. Talk about Scoot that. Scoot a little closer. Talk about, Talk about that a little bit. My sister, yeah, she's, I don't, she's, she's a little bit bigger, you know. She's been in the weight room, and she's – like, I just want her to realize it. She is stronger than she thinks. Like, girl-boy physiques are two different things right here. And, like, you know, you're not – There's not, I feel like there's more of a, like – there could be more of, a, like, a dramatic strength size in, like, boys wrestling. But when she's, like, Abby, she's pretty strong for a girl. Like, she just needs to get that in her mind that she could – she's bigger than these girls. She's got to be the big like, – she's got to get in her mind that she can win these and she's got to be more tougher on these girls and just – I mean, she's six one six. I mean, she's six foot, right? I mean, she's oh, something. I don't know. She's six foot, six foot, one hundred ninety pounds. Like she is a big, tall, like athletic girl. And you're right. Like she doesn't know her own strength sometimes. Yeah. And uh, I see so many similarities with y'all, though, and stubbornness in certain positions, like the bottom position. We, I mean, as a hundred ninety pound wrestler, no matter male or female, like going on bottom is a ride. You know, yeah. it's hard to get up. And she has had to overcome a lot of things with that. And you, as a 165-pound slender man, still struggle on bottom. Your legs are literally six feet long, too. So it's probably hard to get off bottom in some instances, and I understand that. But y'all two know if the score is zero to zero, your butt's going on bottom. And uh, y'all are receptive of overcoming that. I just feel like she just needs to get in her mind that I need to be the bigger person. and like I just need to – like she just needs to – he did make the choice this weekend a couple Dang. times to go down. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Really I look good. at y'all and they're just sitting there looking at me and I'm like, well, I guess this one's my decision because, like, I feel like when I look at other, you know, y'all coach other people, 
down but like sometimes i've noticed in matches like y'all looking at me like what you want jack because it goes back to what y'all said about you know can't coach you can't it, coach me i mean we, you're coachable but yeah. we can't coach your style <laughs> yeah you so like y'all like what you come to most comfortable with and you know i gotta sit there and you know, i want to go top bottom or news like if i think i could turn this kid i'm gonna go on top but i felt like in that situation that i was winning i need to work on bottom i need to go down and what a mature answer <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, and I just feel like I needed to go on bottom, and I just that's just what I feel like with my sister. She just needs to get mentally tough, and, and that she just, like, uh, just y'all ever wrestle at the house? <laughs> she tries to go for body weight. I bet she, I bet she had lost the crap yeah. out of him, dog. Takes the last plate of spaghetti at the house. You ain't getting none. <laughs> You're done. Take out the trash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do my homework. And I just uh, it's it's fun to be back, and it's just a uh, it's an enjoyable group of young men to get to coach and be around. They're fun. I'm I'm excited to watch Jace wrestle, obviously, because he missed a year ago and uh, got that shoulder back, and it's been really fun to see him out really get after. And I've watched you know I've watched these guys you know even before I got here, we've been at some tournaments when I was coaching, and I've always talked to him because I've known Jace and like Colin and them guys Shay for them guys for a long time. Um, so I'm excited to watch those guys wrestle and, uh, you know, see if they can uh, improve upon, you know, what they did a year ago. Um, get back to dual state, and that's number one. we got to go take care of business district duels and and then see if we can go repeat at that and see if we can have a little bit better showing in, in the state tournament this year. You know, I've got some high hopes for some, quite a few people to get into some medal rounds there at the state tournament, you know, more than we put in there a year ago. So it would be exciting to see. For sure, I'm just glad to be along, um, be able to be a part of it. It's fun to be in here, enjoy all the guys I work with, enjoy these kids that we get to work with. So it's it's fun. Yeah, I think more. Like dual state was incredible, and I want to put together the best dual team and showcase our kids. But this year, I mean, I was heartbroken not winning the state tournament last year, to be honest with you. And uh, it took me. Like some stuff mentally to go through and just reevaluate and set things. And I think my goal, like this year, obviously I want to win all these things, but I want our kids to have the best result possible at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And if that takes care of itself, we'll win the state tournament. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll do what we're supposed to. I want our kids to fulfill their individual goals and make that all come together for the team process. You know, I want these kids, I want Jack to go out his senior year the way he wants to go out. And, uh, I just think that's really what I want for these kids. And I talk about with each kid on here each week, I want our personal relationship. I want to enjoy my time with Jack. Not to say I'm not going to chew your butt all the way down to the very end, you know, but uh, in the end, you know, that's love too. Yeah. And I'm very, like, just thankful for our relationship. Just a last question I wanted to ask you and get into just more on the personal side because you're kind of an awkward and quirky kid that sits here with three fingernails painted purple before he went out and wrestled this weekend. You're big into anime um, and just other kinds of things that normal kids aren't into. Talk about normal kids aren't into. <laughs> normal kids aren't into. Your age aren't into. Talk about just some of your interest outside of the wrestling room real quick. What you, know, you like to do? You know, I feel like I'm more of an outdoors kid too. You know, I like to hunt and fish. You know, build things. You know, I go to Votech with Auto Body. We learn how to weld, dude. I love melting metal. That's so cool. Just something like that. But yeah, no, I'm, I like anime. I've seen like about 85 different ones since my high school because I wasn't always like that you know I used to be not kidding oh, anime is weird you know it's got an open mind I feel like 
but yeah, no, I got a katana. Yeah, that's what I say, you're an extensive, extensive collection of swords. <laughs> yeah, no, one of my favorite characters is Zoro. I don't know, he's from One Piece, you know. He's got three swords. And I'd have one of his swords because I think it's just the coolest thing ever, you know. It's like grown up cartoons, I feel like. Piecing people up. He's saying this stuff, but I uh, like One Piece and like. I've only heard it because that's uh, like my son, my oldest son's got a sword. And he, he uh, does metal melting stuff or whatever. I don't know. I tell him not to burn my shop down. So That's when I uh, – I just love being able to showcase kids that mm. you see a big, tough, like, wrestling athlete out here, like, and he has completely different interests, like, mm. outside of that. And it shows just a different side of you and that all other kids, like, have. Like, you're a normal dude. You have all these athletic accomplishments as well, you know, and that's – that's cool. We make fun of you a lot and call you a weirdo, and you'll have like anime as your back screen on your phone. Oh, I got an anime singlet. Anime this. singlet you want to wear in the finals, which, I mean, I don't know. You make the state finals. I'll get an Elgin singlet and put an anime sign on it <laughs> or something. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever it takes, buddy. Do it. <laughs> Coach Bean brightened up real quick. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, I don't know. That's just that's just stuff that i'm not extremely exposed to yet and i just i like seeing the different side of kids my final words was going to be a question if you had to give a pitch for an nil deal to anybody who would it be monster anyone? monster, monster. <laughs> yeah talk about it dude i love caffeine like i got some caffeine gum right now like, I, caffeine gum you know Cutting weight, you know, you can't be drinking these monsters, you know, like that's weight, that's like, like you know, it's got some stuff in there, but these caffeine gum doesn't add that much weight, you know, that's just what I like to What's do. What's the brand? <sighs> I don't know, but I got 100 milligrams of caffeine in each gum. Yeah, you need the brand so you get that. Oh. Yeah, anybody with that caffeine gum trying to get my boy Jack right? His caffeine gum. Remember that? Uh, it was his junior uh, football. We had that pregame and they had like Mountain Dews and stuff in there. He had like three Mountain oh, Dews. Man, played his best game ever. Blowing through Mountain Dews before the pregame. And Coach Wyatt's head's about to explode, which mine too. I hate seeing kids like doing stuff like that before they go compete. You're a different beast. Yeah, different beast. I need that man is Mountain Dew. Get him some caffeine. Let him rock. And Mountain Dew is probably not the best choice for your caffeine source. Yeah. So yeah, look for your NIL deal. You might be the first one sponsored by caffeine gum. <laughs> monster. Been monster. Shout out, monster. Shout out to monster and caffeine gum. Put yeah. my hands up. Get yeah. Good exactly. going. That's one of my top three favorite things right there. Caffeine, anime. And I know. Just like if I'm walking around at a tournament in the morning with coffee or something, Jack will come up, smell it. Try to get a drink out of it. I'm like, damn. Remember him uh, making him coffee uh, overweight for regionals yes, over the hotel? Yeah. He's over there making his coffee after, after weight. And I'm like, what are you doing, son? <laughs> I said, Coach Ryan. That was at Dolce, right? That was regional. That was regional. I remember that. Yeah. Things are already going bad. That was a lively uh, hotel lobby. And then probably woke some people up. Hurt you over. And then you go from there? Uh, yeah, we can do that. Altus, right? Our second door of the year. Both are high school and our middle school pretty much had no business. Pretty much similar scores, right? Yeah, we both scored over 50 points. Uh, I think 55 in the high school, 54 in the junior high. Gave up 15 in high school and 18 in junior high, I think. So that was, that was a good... Uh, good road trip for us. It's hard to travel to Altus and make weight and do all that stuff and do everything right. Last week of school, right before break, kids went and handled business, you know, it was a good environment in there. They put on a good dual atmosphere, I felt like, for our kids and- uh, They did, they did. 
when when it comes to situations like the the skill issue, right? Like uh, their skill was obviously different than ours. Yes. Right. So, is there a way to negate that? Right. Is there something that you do as a head coach as far as like, hey, like I know it says you're right on right now, but let's try to get a little more off just so we're comfortable. I tell my kids every single time, don't leave it up to their skills. You know, our skills are certified. Coaches should make sure their skills are certified. Not saying theirs weren't or anything. It's just sometimes you get in weird situations and skills aren't acting right. And he knew that too, but they weren't acting right for his kids in the same way. You know, so I just tell our kids, if you're flat, like, you're taking a huge gamble if you leave and their scale could be heavy. You know, why not make sure you're a little bit under because we had kids that were pound under and then maybe like point two over when they got there. And uh, yeah. you know, it's just once you get there, there's not a lot you can do. You need to make the weight on the scale that's provided for you. And we trust as coaches, everybody's doing the right thing. and. Right. Uh, their coach there did a great job. He moved the scale to another room, let our kids weigh in another area, and one kid ended up making weight, and one kid did not end up making weight. And he had a kid not make weight at first, and he made weight the second time when we moved the scale. And within legal like proportions and everything, we just did everything we could to test the scale, and uh, that's just how it went. And kids need to adapt and overcome, and thankfully yeah. we were deep enough in our lineup where we had an extra kid weight in. We didn't have to forfeit that weight. Yeah. Our kids bumped up a weight, wrestled good kids, and prevailed. You know, So that's what that's what a, a good team should do, a number one ranked team should do in this class, I feel like. So that was good. They had a situation for their middle school. One of their kids actually missed weight, right? So, yes. And we went ahead and uh, we got the forfeit, but we were still able to wrestle that match. Is that common? Yeah, most coaches just make an agreement, you know, kids are there, we've traveled, might as well try to get the match in, and that's always my goal too, is no matter what, just try to get some time in for the kids to wrestle, and in the duel, that's just how you handle it, you take your forfeit points, and if the coach is cool just running it right there, you go ahead and just let them wrestle, and uh, your kid scores for the team, and we lost the match actually that we got the forfeit in, but you know, that's just part of it, you have to make weight, you have to do things right. And that just teaches kids at a younger age that you should be doing things correctly. That was Jack Hensley's first match of the year, wasn't it? Because uh, he was still hurt at Weatherford, right? He wrestled Santa Fe South. Because we had a duel before. We had Santa Fe South on Tuesday. Yeah. Which we kind of just skipped over. But that was our home Did he opener. I think he wrestled in the Santa Fe South duel. Man, did all that, yeah. So that would <laughs> so that would be his first duel was against Santa Fe South. We wrestled them on right. Tuesday. The kids took care of business at home and you know, that's another five A team that we keep on the schedule just because that coach always tries to bring competitive kids at certain weights and they won a few weights off of us right. and uh I don't know, he did a um did me a favor one year after a lot of cancellations with COVID and whatnot, he came and did a senior night here for my kids which was much appreciated. So I just try to keep them on the schedule and we traveled to them last year and I'll try to travel back. And right. the duel is like, it is what it is. It's not ever extremely competitive. You know, we're a better team than them, but like I respect coaches that want to show their kids, you know, what, what you're striving be. for. Yeah. And uh, I've been in the same situation. I used to wrestle teams like that when we were not very good, you know, and I was trying to build my program. So I don't know. I try to just, return the favor to coaches that are good to us and we try to make sure we feed teams that come in we feed their coaches yep. after weigh-in and just be hospitable because you know in the end we are the number one ranked team in our class and if you're a, a team that's trying to develop like you have to pick and choose what your good and bad's from you know when you're going to duel teams like us and like they take the good out of it you know they won a few matches they traveled 
right. got treated well, I feel like. And uh, I don't know, just we tried to do that. And that builds wrestling, you know, that just builds the wrestling community. After that, we have the high school Weatherford tournament. So at the Weatherford tournament, we had a, a talent tie nipper at 113 get first place. Correct. Uh, Hunter Jackson, first place at 120. Wrestled Dylan Lazar in the finals. Yep. Bryce Martin got first place at 126. Avenged a loss from earlier. Who was it? Craft uh, from Bridge Creek. Good, good, good. And then uh, Dylan Brown got third at 132. Correct. Gage Elam got first at 138. Gage Elam with the freshman dub. Yeah, with Gator. Braxton and Tuna won a lot of matches this weekend, won the tournament. Gage is a sophomore, isn't Gage is a sophomore. Yeah. And then uh, Braxton got first at 144. Casey Myers second at 150. How was that match? Man, it was a two-point match. Rerun from earlier, at lost a two-point match. Just a good, yeah. hard-fought battle. Like, Kaysen just got to get in a little better shape, and I don't know, he'll be fine come the end of the season. I see uh, Josh out of solo won a match. He did. Uh, Gabe Dittmeyer got first at 157. Had a good tournament. Jack Angeli got first at 165. George Tadenepper got third at 165. The same weight as Jack. Yeah. Colin Donnelly got first at 190. Liza Mares got six. Six. Yeah. And then Ritson Myers got first at 215. Uh, Zayden Roberts got third at 215. Shea got second at 285. And Jace Williams got first at 285. And outstanding wrestler. And outstanding wrestler. Good for him. Much deserved. I mean, there's a lot of kids. Like Ritson won a tough weight. Colin won a pretty tough weight. But Jace looked the best. With the Weatherford tournament, it's the competition is what it is. There are a lot of people... Look at the first year, comp- the first part of the year's competition that we've wrestled in, and it's nowhere near what we're going to see in January, you know. But that's fine. That's the buildup our kids need. Our kids went late into football season. So going out and getting, I just looked at records today. Several kids have over 15 matches already, you know, and that's tremendous. And some of those matches are contested matches, even though competition wasn't great at some weights this weekend. Like our upper weights got pushed, Colin, Ritson, you know, they both wrestled decision matches in the finals and semis, and one was against a teammate. And like, just I feel like our kids were pushed at certain weights and got good competition in when it came to that tournament. And we ran away with the tournament by more than 150 points, I think. Yeah. But that's what we should do. You yeah. know, that's what we should do. Clinton was is a good 4A formidable opponent. And then there were some Texas schools that had some tough kids, but. That's just what we should do. We go and enjoy it right before break. And just a lot of it's still hashing out our team, too, trying to get kids down to weight, trying to run ranking matches, and just settle our team for when we go to the Gary tournament after the first of the year. And just try to grind through the month of January because our January schedule is a grind. You know, we go to Gary, we go to Carl Albert, which is every tough team in 5A. And then we have two number one ranked opponent duels. You know, we, rank, we wrestle Marlowe, who's number one in their class, and we wrestle Tuttle, who's number one in 4A. And that's just a, a good challenge we've set in front of our team. And uh, as a smart coach and as a co- as I like to think, you know, a coach that's doing things right, not putting my kids through the, the gauntlet in December and trying to prepare them for that, hopefully is going to be the best recipe. And then ultimately getting us ready for February where we want to be our best. Uh, can you talk about the 215-pound match? Ritson's match? Yeah, with Zayden. With Zayden, uh, I wasn't there for that one, okay. to be honest with you. But um, from everything I heard, it was a highly contested match until third period. And then Ritson took him down and caught him in a pending situation and pinned him. But, like, they're two close – they're close matches always. Zayden's a great 
great wrestler that unfortunately stuck behind a state champion right there. And then uh, I would like to thank a state champion at heavyweight too. Is there holding Shay, who's a state qualifier from being in the lineup. Zayden, right. Zayden, who I know had been a state qualifier last year at probably one of those weights. And Zayden, who would start on any team right now and be in the running to be, you know, pushing for a state championship. He's just in a spot in the lineup where we're really good. Right. That's good for us. You know, that's good for us. What else you want to talk about? Uh, I just want to kind of talk about what we have coming forth now. Um, this is Monday, December uh, 18th. Yep. And uh, just kind of looking forward to our week and what we have coming up. We're practicing today at 2 p.m. And then uh, tomorrow we'll travel to Comanche and we'll duel against my brother's team over there and hopefully do some podcast during the duel we kind of talked about. and right. Do some live interviews and feeds with the kids maybe and highlight that just because of my brother over there. And uh, our, our high school duel will be what it is. His team's young and uh, I don't think it'll be as competitive as it normally would be. And, and Casey knows that as well. So we're trying to make the best matchups we can for the high school duel, but really showcase our girls program, both junior high and high school. And then always my favorite, we're running youth duel before, right. you know, with all the young kids and a lot of girl matches and just trying to showcase what we have coming up. Not only our high school kids are going to finish off their semester with a, with a good duel against Casey's kids who are always coached well, and right. we're going to push him to the brink, you know, in certain matches, but just when it comes to putting the whole team together, he's young right now. And uh, I just, I'm, I'm excited, looking forward to that. Then after that, we'll take some time off. You know, I'll try not to uh, be involved with, with anything wrestling related for a few days until after Christmas, the 26th. You know, that's just time where I'd like to focus on my family and try to reset and, yep. you know, let my coaches reset, let the kids reset and just really push hard. Cause those Christmas break practices, when we get back on the 26th, we start going at 9 AM all the way through the week until new year's Eve. And like, that's the preparation camp for Gary right there. You know, that's where yep. we're going to get kids ready. And, uh, just our kids know starting the day after Christmas is not ideal. I normally try to give them a day after that, but just the way the schedule works out, we need to prepare and kids will be coming back from where they're where they're at over break and everything um, that day and getting into practice. And then the next day, you know, like just kids can't miss practice. we got to prepare, especially if you're getting ready for those tournaments. And we'll have our 15U group getting ready to go JOC, junior yeah. high, and our youth kids. And uh, everybody, that just be a good week of training. And we'll go to JOC that weekend. And I'll have practice here as well and try to navigate that. And uh, – Go back to school at the weekend after that, and my high school still just be preparing for Gary tournament. Uh, high school girls and junior high girls will duel Duncan on January fourth at Duncan, and then the next day, the fifth and sixth, we'll go to Gary with the high school tournament uh, with the high school crew, and uh, just prepare for that. For the uh, Comanche duel, do you want to talk about lineups any as far as, uh, you know, maybe some of the backups are going to get a chance to wrestle? Yeah, like we're going to put Zayden in at 215 and uh, let him wrestle and just try to move some other kids that are normally maybe not in the lineup, let them get in and wrestle against some of Casey's younger kids that are freshmen and uh, just different opponents that we might not normally see. But all of our kids will travel. All of our kids will be there supporting, you know, just – might make a couple of changes to make it a little bit more competitive in some weights and just let some other kids showcase all the hard work they do in here as well. You know, that's just one of the good perks of having a deep room. You know, we're able to let a lot of kids get in and compete. 
not just throwing them in there either. These kids can compete at a high level. You know, they're backups right. that we expect to win still. Uh, what about Shay? Uh, they they don't have a heavyweight, so we'll just probably throw Jace or Shay in there and let them take the forfeit. Um, won't get to showcase either of their skills really, but we could do that. We could throw Hudson in there since there's not a junior high duel. We could throw yeah. all sorts of heavyweights in there that are really, really like Hudson. If he wasn't just a junior high heavyweight and behind those good kids right now, we'd have him really competitive on the high school level. At the heavyweight we could scene. have we could have for a heavyweight match. We could have Shea versus Hood. Yeah, we could do something cool <laughs> like that. Really, and uh, I don't know. Just I don't know. He's a kid that I don't, I don't talk about Hudson enough. I don't feel like just I looked at the record today. He's fourteen and zero in junior high, and. Uh, could have really took, took him to Weatherford this weekend, and he probably would have got third behind Shane <laughs> You know, just to be honest with you, he's yeah. that good, and uh, we just don't have to put him in that action yet. And we're very fortunate for that. Yeah. You know, that's. I told Hunter the other day. I was like, "Man, I've never not had a good heavyweight. I've always had a good heavyweight, either a state qualifier, state placer, state champion." First two years was Alton yep. Johnson, who was the two-time state placer, got third both years. Yep. Then it was uh, Rylan, who was a qualifier as a freshman, placer as a sophomore, two-time state champion, junior and senior. Then it was Shea, who was a state qualifier. And now it's Jace, you know, who's on path to win a state championship, I feel like. And yeah. it'll be Jace again next year. You know, that's yeah. – then after that, you know, it's Zayden, Hudson, Trip Dotson, Corbin Penley, kids yeah. like that. We have a lot of big kids coming. Corbin Penley's a uh, – Seventh grader, it wears a size 14 shoe right now, weighs 15 coach, 15 shoe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's in seventh grade, he wrestles 200 pounds, he's going to be a giant, and he loves wrestling right now. I feel like, like, and that's how we got all them kids right there involved. We got them to love wrestling when they're a little bit younger. Yeah. Said, Hey, you're going to be a giant kid when you get older, just stick with this, and it'll all pay off. And it's paid off for a lot of kids so far, yeah, 100%. Man, I really hope there's a uh a separation between Corbin and and, and, and Trip because they're so close right now. Yeah, uh, they're so close. Um, I hope that separates somehow. But we will see. Yeah, Time yeah. We have a bunch of good kids coming up. Little Dax Bean. Yeah. Uh, just a whole group of them. Yeah. Who's the middle one? Uh, Austin's looking good this year. He fights really good. Brody Donnelly. Brody Donnelly.